Welcome to the Aaron Novello Podcast. Are you looking to master the art of real estate sales? Do you want to level up your business and lifestyle? You are in the right place. Aaron and his guests share winning real estate sales strategies and techniques and show you how to win the inner game that leads to financial freedom. Get ready. Here is your host, top producing real estate agent and coach to some of the top agents in the U.S. and internationally, Aaron Novello. Welcome back, Novello Nation, to another episode of the Aaron Novello Podcast. We have with us a man of many talents. He is an operating principal. He is a market center investor. He is a master faculty member uh, of instruction at KW University. He is also the regional director uh, of South Florida for Keller Williams, Mr. Mark Olish. I appreciate you taking the time to be with me today. Oh, it's my pleasure, Aaron. I always enjoy our conversations, and I know you do a tremendous business and have taken care of uh, customers for a long time and set the, the pace for a lot of agents in the area for you. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. And I always like to bring people to the platform that I think can add tremendous value and your insight and passion, really, uh, for this business and business in general, uh, I think, you know, will serve the community very, very well. And I always enjoy our conversations, and I just figured, like, what a better way just to capture it so people could listen to it, right? Because we always get into these, uh, you know, kind of strong, passionate conversations about the game and how it's evolving. And what I wanted to talk to you about today is very kind of top of mind for a lot of agents, which is this idea of Zillow versus Realtor. And I'm aware that, you know, Zillow has made some very intentional and purposeful moves, right? One, over the last maybe 24 months, they bought a bank, they became, you know, a broker. Uh, they own Dot Loop, and now they purchased Showing Time. So, I guess I'm curious from your perspective, having been in this game for so long, why do you think these moves are important to pay attention to, and um, what do you think the goal and objective of Zillow is in making these moves? Yeah, it's an interesting topic, right? And one of the things we've been blessed with is. Uh, Gary Keller, if you listen to Gary Keller, he's been talking about this really going back 20 years. He's been saying, uh, you guys are, are having a great time and you're reaping a big harvest. Just understand there is a digital piece that's coming. There's a tech piece that's coming. In fact, uh, he tried that uh, like 20 years ago, and it kind of uh, didn't live up to what we thought because just all the pieces haven't come together. And what you're talking about is in the last couple of weeks, when Zillow uh, acquired showing time, all of a sudden, I could feel it in the 20 years I've been doing this. I could all of a sudden feel realtors saying, oh, oh, now I get it. Now I get it. See the house online, make an appointment online, go to the house, meet somebody there. I'm just peeking. I'm just looking. I love it. Oh, my gosh. No, I don't want to lose it. I think I'll just write it with who's ever in front of me because I don't want to lose the house. And, I, and so... I think all of this that's been happening for so long, we said, really, really, that's going to happen that way? Really, it's going to develop? Really, you think people will be able to do that? And now it's right in front of us. And it's a little bit frightening if you've been disengaged from that piece. And it's time for us to start thinking, if you haven't already, how am I uh, positioning myself in this so I can win this game? Because it's really a technology game and a relationship game both. Yeah, that's wonderful insight. So I wrote down what you said there. It's a tech game 
and a relationship game and how those two intertwined really are the pivot. And we'll get into that a little bit more. So as far as Zillow now being in a position where they're getting in front of clients prior to us, right? And then attempting to create this one user uh, experience from start to finish. I guess I'm wondering from your perspective, because, you know, I remember Gary said something one time that made me stop and think. He said, you can lose so slowly that it feels like you're winning. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And uh, I feel like in many ways, like what you're saying is accurate where people are like, whoa, right? And even though he's been talking about this for a long time. So now that this is here, I've seen kind of this feedback from not only agents in the community, but some people that I coach, as you know, I coach and train agents as well, where they're like, oh, we're just going to like boycott this, like imagining that they can stop it. Yeah. Now, my question to you is, does that seem like a realistic expectation that we can stop that? Uh, no. No, you can't stop it. You, you can't stop progress, right? I mean, it's, it's funny, right? My wife and I take uh, walks all the time. We uh, we took a walk the other day and I saw one of the most unusual things. It was like uh, 6.30 or 7 in the morning. I saw a guy come out of his house and he, he walked down the driveway. It was in his, his uh, bathrobe. And he, he leaned down at the edge of the driveway. And he picked something up and it suddenly struck me. Oh my gosh, when's the last time I saw a guy pick up a newspaper on his driveway, <laughs> right? It doesn't happen. I never thought I would see that because I still actually I like the newspaper in my hand, but I don't actually get it delivered anymore. Life has just evolved. And that kind of happened while I wasn't even paying attention. I just started buying the paper online a couple of times. I thought it'd be more convenient. And and so our experiences changed, Right. And the, and the world has changed. And that's what you're talking about. We can't ignore it because stuff, uh, technology is going to evolve and it's the information, right? So the, the thing we've always had as realtors is we've had a level of expertise and then we've had a relationship that we create with the consumer. The level of expertise has now risen to not just my knowledge of the area, but my ability to get the information to a consumer, to a customer as fast as possible and to control the lead, especially from the front end of the experience. Well, Zillow is one of the interlopers, but there are others, right? People go to the Redfin site, they go to other sites. And we as realtors, many realtors have said for years, well, tell them, just go to Zillow, check out the houses. And when you find one you like, just call me and I'll help you do the deal. Uh, go check out Redfin. When you see the house, let me know. That, that works until it doesn't work. It's actually not working anymore because you're turning away the lead. So it's, it's having some control over the data and the information and really having a place that your customer can go to search the properties and have the total experience where you control the data and you control the experience for the customer. And ultimately, what you want to do is provide a unique experience for that customer, something they can't find anywhere else. And, and that's where we're headed actually in the next frontier, where whoever collects the most data and creates algorithms that allow for information that I can't get anywhere else, now you're really ahead of the consumer. And you pair that with a great relationship and, and you've built a moat around your database and, and you're gold, but you've got to control both pieces. You do. And uh, I think what's really interesting, I was writing this down where this idea that uh, there's the consumer and then there's the agent and what's getting in between is the internet. Yeah. So we had a, one of the mastermind groups I'm in, he sent a text and he sent like that Zillow thing that went around that was on um, Saturday Night Night Live. 
It was a little yeah. meme and it was cute or whatever. <laughs> and they were like, haha, you know, like Zillow. And I'm like, no, dude, like that's Zillow's name, not yours. Yeah. And what yeah. I shared with him is like, imagine for a moment that you have a website that has 30% of all traffic online for one particular thing. And your name is synonymous with that thing. Everybody knows it. And you have agents in 50 states. Like what would stop you as a company, right? Again, business is about, you know, the allocation of capital. So if that's the intention, what would stop you from saying, you know what? We're not going to give those leads anymore to these other people. We're just going to give them to our agents. And the answer is nothing. Like nothing's going to stop them from doing that, right? And in fact, that's what they should do. Because if you were in any kind of business, if you were in that business, like, yeah, I'd probably do that too. So this idea of trying to catch them before, which you can create an ecosystem to try to do that, whether that be through apps or like a search engine or something of that nature that your company provides. And I don't think you'll, you'll, you'll win all of those. You might get some where you catch them before. But then also having to deal with the ones that are in that web, because once they get in that web, those companies are selling their own products and services. So talk a little bit about that. Cause like when you said, I think it's so true. Agents are like, Oh, just go check out Zillow. They don't realize that now Zillow is selling its own products and services or Redfin sells its own products and services. Their entry is the eyeball, the attention that for the data, for the information, but then they're turning around and saying, okay, we're going to, we own a bank so we can get you pre-approved. We can, you can work with one of our agents and so on and so forth. Yeah. Well, what we did as realtors for so long as we allowed a real, real estate companies is we allowed third parties to control so much of what we do in a transaction, which again, worked until it didn't work. And, and the real wake up call that people noticed that realtors noticed was showing time because they're saying, wait a minute, my board uses showing time. That that's my thing. That was my, I thought, I thought, we kind of all had that. And now they have that. Yes, that, that's what Gary has been trying to say. This, this is the game that's creeping up on you. And so whatever tools you're using, what you want to start asking yourself as a realtor is, do I really control the data in my CRM? What if somebody buys my CRM tomorrow? Then who? what happens to the information in there? What happens to the data in there, right? Everything that you do, everything you touch, it's why five years ago, when, when Keller Williams was getting ready to, to sign deals with third parties, they balked at it and started building their own technology. That was because Gary was making the statement that at some point, we've got to control the data. And if we allow other people to control it, they can take showing time off the table from us. And now they control that piece of the puzzle. So if you're a realtor, what you want to ask yourself is ultimately what happens if somebody purchases my purchases my CRM company. Uh, what happens if, if somebody buys showing time, right? What happens if someone gets in the way of these things? The more you control the experience, the better off you are. So what, just as an example, right? So we have, we have a mobile app. I've got my, uh, my uh, background on, so you can't really see it, but it's the phone, right? So we were about a year ago, Aaron, it's funny, we went to the Baseball Hall of Fame and we're driving around Lake Otsango or whatever. This is a big lake. And I'm with my college uh, roommate and his wife and my wife. And we both all love baseball. So we're at the Hall of Fame. And then we take this drive around lake. We're looking at these beautiful houses around the lake. And Maria's in the back seat, you know, with, with Rich. And she, she's telling me, oh, that's beautiful. That one's a million five. Oh, that one's 850. I said, Maria, this is awesome. I said, what are you, what are you looking at? Right. And she says to me, 
silly, don't you remember? You gave me your mobile app. I'm looking at the mobile app you gave me. And I thought, hey, I did that one right. That That's what I, I thought she was going to say, oh, I pulled up, you know, Zillow or Redfin or something. But because I had sent her the mobile app, I had forgotten I had even done that, right? Because I don't work with buyers and sellers every day. So I send it to friends and certain people, but I'm not as diligent probably as I should be. But in that moment, which was 18 months ago, I realized, oh my gosh, I have control of her eyeballs. By the way, they live in California. So if they're looking at property in California on this mobile app and they have a question, they can still call me. And our network as realtors has just become enormous, right? Because if I have a mobile app and I can put it in somebody's hands in California or New York or Iowa, and I can say, you can search for properties anywhere. And if you have a question, call me. Well, but you don't live in Iowa. You don't live in California. No, but I actually have a network of, of realtors and I can patch you into anybody and, and help you out. My nephew is buying a house in Corona. And I just patched him through to somebody there, right? But he's looking for properties through my port. So I'm controlling the lead from the beginning and then controlling the experience all the way through, including a mortgage that I can get him for no initiation fee, no closing costs and $1,500 back at closing. Those are all pieces that you see. Zillow and other companies, they're all trying to build this this platform again. We had this from Aaron years and years ago, companies controlled everything. And then it kind of broke up and people went in all different directions. Oh, I want to have a do something over here and over here. And now it's coming back to where if I can control them from search to uh, uh, looking at the property, to getting a mortgage, to getting home insurance, to getting everything online. Now I control the entire experience. In this mobile app, it's even so much that if you think of mobile banking, you put your mobile banking information into your phone. What if you could put into your phone when you want the uh, the air conditioning uh, filters changed, when you should change the smoke alarm things, when the interest rates go down a half a percent and your phone would just tell you, bing, interest rates are down a half a point. You might save as much as $350 and you could opt in or out of that. That's where our, uh, we as realtors, we need to be thinking that's where this experience is headed. Uh, and you want to be able to provide that unique experience for your people. Yeah, so it's this interesting marriage, and I really appreciate your insight between, I think a lot of agents, they're just concerned about doing a deal, yeah. taking a listing, <laughs> and uh, you know working with a buyer. And what I'm aware of is there's something else that's happening uh, simultaneously that's dramatically changing. And I think part of that is is consumers' expectations. And the expectation is, is it should be easy, frictionless, and fast. Yeah. Because that's what we expect, right? You know, my son's first purchase ever in his life was Pokemon cards, and he did that on Amazon. So, like, I find that very interesting that his mental map of the world, his first purchase ever of his own money was done electronically, and he pushed a button. So, that's his expectation, right? So, it's about yeah. an experience, and also from start to finish. It makes me think, too, because Zillow got all the kind of attention, but Redfin also... I think it was a week ago or two weeks ago, they spent $600 million to buy a site, a rental site that owns multiple different rental websites. And the CEO of the company said, yeah, the whole reason is, is attention. Because if we can get more eyeballs, they have 40 million people that go to their website every day or every month. If you have 40 million people, now that's the entry into, okay, now we have your attention. Now we can, what do you need? We have all of what you need here. Is that right? That's exactly right. It, it's just the, the digital concept that we've always done as realtors before we had it, right? So 
So the high highest servicing realtors would say, you know, I'm going to call you quarterly at least. I'm going to send you items of value every month. Really, you should probably be doing that 36 times a year, a combination of calls and connections. Amazon contacts me three times a day. It never bothers me, right? Go, oh, look at that. Uh, Nikes are even cheaper over here. Oh, look at that. I could buy yeah. So, So we're used to that as long as there's value and it's something I have interest in. It's just now that information is being delivered a different way and it's being delivered really fast. So how do I keep the great relationship that I have? Because there's value in that. I don't want anyone to think as a realtor, well, nobody's going to care about the relationship anymore. It doesn't matter. I don't think that's going to happen. I, I think your relationship with your clients is still really, really important. Now, imagine if you could have that great relationship with them and anything they wanted, anything they needed. And what we're used to is, oh, you need a moving van? I've got a moving van. You know, it's the only machine. We can use our moving van. Oh, you're having a party? You can use our a super swirly machine at your party. Oh, you know, you, you need a pressure washer? We've got that in our inventory. We've always had this mindset of serving our customers and taking care of them at the highest level possible. And it, get, it gets ramped up as you build your business. It's just that now there's this other element to it. There's an information piece to it. And if you're not on the front end of that, you can get cut out before you ever really have a chance. Yeah, that's so good. And what I'm aware of is there needs to be a central place for people to go. What it makes me think about is uh, Reed Hastings. This was like five years ago, the guy who's the CEO of um, Netflix. Yeah. Said, yeah, like the future of television is tiles. And I remember when he said that, I was like, what is he talking about? Like tiles, like what does he mean? But isn't that our experience now where it's apps? So yeah. I don't need to, but like it, it goes from bundling to like debundling, right? So there's like an app and within that app has all of Disney stuff and you could pay 10 bucks a month for that. And then within the ESPN app, there's a separate app and you can pay 10 bucks for that, right? And you could just yeah. choose the ones that you want. So the way I see this developing, and I'd be curious to see your kind of thoughts on it, is there will be a Zillow app and somebody could click on that and there's a whole ecosystem there. And then there will be a Redfin app and somebody could click on that and there's a whole ecosystem there and there will be a KW app and there'll be a whole ecosystem in there. Is that right? Yeah. And because right now you've got you want to think uh, exclusive and non-exclusive ex experience. Right. Right now, uh, Zillow is a non-exclusive experience. Anyone can go on there and get it right. Uh, what you want is to ultimately create an experience where the only place you can get information and certain of things is by going on to my app and using my stuff and having uh, data-driven information that comes from uh, a unique source. And that's where I think the next play in this is coming, is that you're going to, but you have to control your data to start with. And you you can't think you have a tool that you own the data or nobody's ever going to interfere. And then the next day you wake up and you go, oh, oh, we don't have that anymore. Actually, somebody bought that. Yeah. And, and when you yeah. said that, Mike, honestly, I wrote that down because I, I hadn't actually considered that. So like all these people using follow up us. Yeah, you could buy gobble up follow boss and then like that's it or chime or like any of these Lopo, like any of these marketing suites somebody could just gobble that up and then they have all that data is that right they're all up for grabs right they're all up for grabs and we it, we don't know what the motivation of any of those uh companies is but they're all up for grabs and and there are people out there 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 are groups out there that want to buy those pieces to build their own platform right that's what they're doing that's exactly right that's exactly right Wow, that's very interesting and something to definitely think about and ponder. Now, the other thing I wanted to 
talk to you about because I'm seeing it not only in my business, but I'm seeing it in the businesses of the really high producer, seven figure earners that I coach is so this model of where, or this ecosystem that we're in right now, which is that there's the consumer, there's an agent, and then there's the internet. And there's two types of companies that are sprouting up two business models. One is you try to sell your own products and services. That's Zillow, Redfin, right? The second is, is I just want the referral fee. And that's like the home lights of the world, the fast experts, the effective agents, all these. And those also too are getting into ancillary services, right? Uh, as well, as far as title and mortgage. But what I think is very interesting is I see even on the listing side, so the buyers took control of the buy side a long time ago because of that decentralization of information. Mm -hmm. but I'm starting to see that sellers are starting to take over control of the sales side where they're going online first and, and they're bumping into these platforms. And then agents are having to pay referral fees. So the way I was describing this to somebody, it's kind of like, like we're just here doing business and there's just money on the table. And now somebody else shows up. It's like, yo, I want 25 to 35% of all the money. And then, <laughs> and then you just got to like, be like, okay, like you, <laughs> there's nothing that you yeah. can do about it. So, so my question is, cause I'm seeing that I'm seeing that in my own business where it's becoming right. Cause if you have a, a, a really strong presence online, like you're a, kind of a dominant presence with digital assets and reviews and stuff, you're getting more of that. And that's like warm. People are raising their hands saying like, hey, so you're going to do that business, but that means the net's being compressed. So my question to you is, is like, what would you suggest to agents to deal with that? Because that's a legit thing that's happening. Uh, I think uh, what you're saying is, it dovetails into what we're talking about. I've got to be on the front end of that relationship. So I've got to have a, a database uh, as big as I can build it. It's got to be 1,000, 2,000, 3,000, 5,000, 7,000 people. And I've got to build a sense of community with that group. And I've got to build a relationship with that group. And by doing that, I now build a moat around my people. And rather than seeking out these other services, which we cannot control, they're going to be out there. It's free market economy, right? People can be out there and, and put their pieces of value out there. What I've got to do is I've got to create a value proposition that's so strong and a relationship that's so strong that people come to me first and I control the lead before somebody else sends it to me as a third party referral, right? And, and truth be told, I've been doing this and teaching for uh, yeah, I started as a, as a brand new realtor 20 years ago, and then I ran an office, a market center for four years. And now I've been uh, working in the region and working with agents and, and teaching and doing and working with, with offices. And we always teach that you should have, you know, 36 touches a year it was 33. And I always say 36 touches a year. But the truth is, there's only a very small percentage. There's about maybe, I don't know what the number is, but it's really like three to 5% maybe that actually do that. Yeah. And because our business has been so bountiful and so plentiful, we've been able to get away with that and st still do really well. And what we're saying is you can still do really well, but you have to stop taking it for granted because there are other people aggressively pursuing your people every day, including Amazon. Right. I mean, Amazon, Amazon's got the market on everything. I go to Whole Foods. They're watching me in Whole Foods. Right. So <laughs> how long did you hold the pair? You know, why, why didn't you buy it? So they're looking at all that, which is fine. That's the deal. I know when I go into Whole Foods, so I'm OK with that. And, and it shouldn't scare us. I don't believe it should actually supercharge us that we say, oh, my gosh, if I play this game right right now and I start contacting people and I set up 
system where I'm making them feel special and providing value to them. And I do it personally with the value and information and personal touches. And I do it digitally with the information that can be procured almost automatically. You know, we have neighborhood nurtures now, Aaron, where we used to send you a recipe for carrot cake, right? Now I can, I can send, set on my uh, technology automatically that every month, heck, every week, you get an update snapshot of Westwood Lakes. It's going to tell you what the neighboring schools are, what they're rated, what the restaurants are, what the people in the development think, what they like about it. But you've got to get there first and you've got to set that up. And you can't just say, well, I know, but I, I you know, you got to do it. And if you do it, you're gold. You're going to be a loving life for the next 10 or 15 or 20 years. And nobody will be able to touch that. You'll have a business you truly control, but you've got to have somebody who owns their own data and you've got to be tapped into that data. And, and you've got to then start building that mode around your people. And a and hundred people isn't enough. 250 people isn't enough. You want to start thinking thousands of people. How can I get a thousand? How can I get 2000? How can I get 3000? And, and just keep working that group. Yeah, so that's awesome guidance. So it's uh, volume on the database, just a lot, a lot of people there that you're connecting with. Again, that 36 touch program, that's the moat around the business. What I'm noticing too, is that on that internet stuff, like I think you make a choice and I think most people will choose to take it. You just need to know and understand that that net's being compressed. So you gotta make sure you're following an economic model. And then the game's kind of moving towards volume. It's volume to make up for that compression in that. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yep. And then it's also, which I'd be curious to get your thought of, thoughts about too. Yeah. I think it's also like vertical integration. So it's, uh, I, I had somebody on the podcast that actually worked for Gary uh, for three years and her job was to go into the marketplace and find new tech and bring it back to him. Right. And like show him to kind of talk to him about how it worked. And now she works for a venture company, a venture capital company, uh, who, what they do is they invest in those companies in the real estate space. Yeah. And what she said to me, she's like, you know, Aaron, like you can't own the tech. And I said, what do you mean? She's like, well, that's past. Like you can't be the CEO of Zillow or like, you know, like that's, however, you can own more pieces of the value chain. And that's interesting. So like, I see you kind of doing that and I'm doing that as well. I'm an investor in a market center. So where it's like, I broker real estate. Yes, that's one way. But then I also perhaps am an investor in a market center. I'm part of a title company. Like there's, I have a downline, like there's multiple, it's vertical integration to make up for any compression that you're experiencing in the real estate space. What do you think about that? I think that those are, you know, it's part of the, the, the land we live in, right? That there's the land of opportunity. So yeah, I think all those are, uh, we, you and I have talked many times. I, I, uh, I had no plan to teach for Keller Williams University. I didn't really, uh, investing in market centers wasn't the first thing that I thought of. Uh, but if, if, you're, if you're living in the right place and you do the right things, then these other opportunities come up. And yeah, now it's just become really emphasized because you are seeing uh, third-party uh, integrators try and cut into that bottom line. Um, so yeah, if you, if you can get other pieces, other slices, you just like with your retirement portfolio, which we don't talk enough about in real estate either, but my gosh, you should be investing in real estate. You should be creating cash flow in real estate. You should understand residential real estate. You should understand commercial real estate. Uh, you've got to have as many uh, of these things going as you can, but it starts with mastering one thing, right? And what you've done so well of you is you've mastered your real estate business. 
and become an expert. And now that allows you to do all these other things, to now invest in a market center and to now take on these other pieces. So yeah, my thought on that would be master one. And then just when you see the next opportunity, start layering. And if you don't see enough opportunity around you, uh, you, you need to talk to Aaron. <laughs> because, because there's opportunity. There's opportunities out there for you. And, and uh, if, you're, if, you're, if you have the zest and the zeal for it, uh, you should have those opportunities. Yeah, for sure. And you're absolutely right about like kind of going deep. And when you go deep, you can master something. And when you do that, um, you know, I've learned that as I grow more, I can give more. So when I learn something and I'm very like, I've, I've spent a lot of time, energy, effort, blood, sweat, and tears getting very good at it. Then you can begin to not only utilize that for yourself, but then you can begin to monetize that and perhaps share it with other people and things of that nature. And I think what's interesting, you're talking about third-party integrators coming in and kind of taking a piece and compressing that, which I think it's happening, like whether or not, you know, people like it or not, that's just what's happening. I find it very interesting that that's happening in conjunction with you're starting to see in the real estate space, um, agents like, uh, different compensation models, as far as like equity or like stock options or like downlines or things of that nature at the same exact time that you're seeing compression. It's like the marketplace, uh, kind of compensating in an equilibrium type of way. Right. Well, it's one of the things you realize, right? The more you study business, which I didn't study business in, in college, my roommates were all business majors. I was a communications major. So I didn't really get into this business piece until 20 years ago when I was introduced uh, to Keller Williams. And I started learning about, you know, these business concepts and really how this works. But the most uh, really, uh, as I say, alarming, but that's not right. The most, uh, the biggest wake up call I got is when I realized Oh my gosh, whatever game you're playing today, it's not going to be that way tomorrow. And it's going to be different two years from now and three years from now and five years from now. And what you referred to earlier, Aaron, is, is the, one of the greatest examples. Blockbuster never really believed that Netflix could take over the world. And they, they didn't pivot the way they should have. And they didn't go digital the way they should have. They were actually this close to doing it. And then they didn't. And then they're gone. And so... Again, your relationship, if you're a realtor, don't panic thinking, oh my gosh, if I'm, if I'm not a technical expert, I'm, I'm finished. No, that's not what we're saying. What we're saying is your skills as a great communicator and relationship builder are still very powerful and your expertise in neighborhoods and in how to help people. I mean, there's so much different stuff happening. People are talking about bridge loans now, right? So stuff is different. What am I going to do? I've got sellers who don't think they can buy a house in time. So what do they do? They're, they're thinking of taking their house off the market. Well, we don't want them to do that. We want them to accomplish their goals. So now suddenly bridge loans, which seem like they're 100 years old, are suddenly back in the conversation. How could you bridge this to get to your next house because inventory is so low? So yeah, you, you, you just have to be aware that the game is changing and how do I integrate the next piece? And what we're talking about today is going to be different two years from now and three years from now and five years from now. So the fun of it is doing what we're doing is talking about it saying, where do we think that's going? Listening to people that are excited about it and that are sharing what they're reading. And it's all a little bit of a guessing game and a little bit of anticipation. But if you have a love for it, a zest for it, it really becomes fun. It's, it's part of the journey. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, we call it like, uh, it's like mental warfare. <laughs> That's what we said, right? So you're just like plotting and scheming. And one of the things I wrote down here, which I really, which came to my mind as you were saying that, because I know for a lot of people, when you say to them, like, look, this may be different too. In fact, it probably will be different two years from now. And three years from now, it's definitely going to be different in four years. Because it's like you constantly have to be evolving and changing. 
But when I went to a business mastery with Tony Robbins, one of the things he said, which I thought was, which really struck me, he said, you have to manage the business that you are and the one that you're becoming. Yeah. And that's kind of interesting because there's like two different thought processes. It's like, okay, well, here's what we're doing now that's working. But like you said, it works till it doesn't. And yeah. then I need to be thinking about like, okay, here's all these changes that are happening. So what, where do I need to go to make sure that I still get my unfair share, right? Yeah. Yeah. And we saw that, what, in 05, uh, 08 in there, right? There, I was actually running an office uh, at the time in Tampa. And I remember there were some great agents, some of the very best agents. When the market shifted, we just had uh, uh, so many foreclosures and people who fell on hard times. And you really had to learn the REO world to some degree if you were going to compete and, and the foreclosure world. And, and uh, some people just chose not to do that. And, and then even the ones that did, that pivoted to how do we handle all these foreclosures? We had some people uh, that I work with that built massive businesses in that world. And they were king of the hill doing that. Yeah, this is awesome. And then all of a sudden that started changing because that kind of just started to dwindle and dwindle. And then it went back to an equity side game. So yeah, it, 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 it's been like this forever. Uh, as you start to learn more about business and really get involved in it, you, you, I love what you said. Yeah, you, it's what are you today? And then where is it going? And how, how am I building a bridge to that? That's exactly right. And being intentional and purposeful with regards to the building of that bridge. So if you were to give uh, kind of some direction, let's say to agents out there, because I'm aware that, you know, it can be very overwhelming because it's moving very rapidly. It's moving very quickly. Um, and the tech piece can be overwhelming because most agents are, they're for the most part, they're, they're technicians. They're not really like, you know, technically inclined. I think the average age of an agent is 57, not to say that that's a bad thing, but they're, you know, technology is relatively newer to them. Like, what would your guidance be as far as, um, just, you know, this conversation, like what are some easy steps that they could take to be like, you know what, you don't have to like gobble this down all at once, but here's some good things to focus on. Yeah, so that's a great question. So here's what I would say. Uh, first thing is continue to do what you do uh, really well, but do it at a higher level. So uh, typically agents are good at uh, relationships and uh, connecting with people. What we're not good at is organizing that really well. So if you don't have somebody, an admin or a virtual assistant or somebody that is organizing your database and organizing your contact management system at a high level, you need to be very serious and very purposeful about doing that piece. And that's where I'd start because that's what you're good at is relationships. And then the organization of those relationships is the first thing I'd step on the gas with. Then the second thing I would do is I would, I would not be afraid to learn. You know, we say that everything you want is on the other side of fear and your fear of what, well, I don't really know how to do that. So find somebody who knows how to do that and then just have them teach you. What I do actually, Aaron, because I am 57. I'm the 57-year-old guy you're talking about, right? So I have a guy, Ryan Yarbrough, who's my uh, tech guy in my region. And Ryan and I talk every uh, Wednesday at 2.30, and we spend a half hour to an hour, and he teaches me something. Here's something new in smart plans. Here's something new in the opportunities manager. And, and if I do it that way, you know, it's time on task over time. I can start to learn that piece. So uh, capitalize on your expertise and organize it. Number two, start learning the digital piece. It's just a little bit at a time and sprinkle that in, sprinkle that on top of uh, what you're doing. Uh, and then number three, get serious about 
do I really control my own data and my own technology, or do I need to find somebody who does? Because at some point, if you if you don't know who owns that and who controls that property, you you could be vulnerable to that information, to that data. So those would be the three things I would do. Awesome, awesome guidance, guys. You'd be well advised to listen to uh, what Mark just shared with you. So again, I sincerely appreciate you taking the time to be with you, uh, me today. I know your time is very valuable. And if people want to connect with you, if they have any questions, if they wanted to you know, have a conversation with you, where can they find you? Uh, they can uh, just uh, uh, email me at olesh, O-L-E-S-H, at kw.com. And uh, I'd love to hear from you. And anything I can share, you know, the, the blessing of... Uh, that I've had over the last 20 years is so many people have shared stuff with me and I feel like I've gotten my business degree and continue to, I'm going for a master's degree, right? Uh, and, and I love sharing this stuff. So if I can uh, share or, or help with you in, in any way, uh, just uh, shoot me an email. I'd love to help you. Hey, and that's very true, guys. He spent numerous conversations with me at all hours of the day if I had any questions with him. So he's awesome. Again, I appreciate you. If you guys like this episode, be sure to subscribe to the podcast uh, so you'll be alerted to any new ones that come up. And uh, I appreciate you, Mark. I look forward to our next conversation. Me too. Good to talk to you, Aaron. Thank you so much for listening to the Aaron Novello podcast. Be sure to subscribe and follow Aaron on Instagram at Aaron Novello. Happy hunting.